Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to Parenthood Friday. A big apology from me that I did not drop an episode last Friday. I'm sorry about that guys, I know you probably were waiting and waiting for the notification. But however, here we are, another another Friday and another Parenthood episode. Um, I got the biggest compliment this week, encouragement, let's call it an encouragement from... um, one of the, another, uh, a lady that I know who works within our movement. And she said to me, we were doing like a webinar together and she's like, my girls listen to your pod, your parenting podcast. And, you know, as a mom, I want to say thank you for helping them, you know, parent their little ones. So that was so nice. I was like, I love that. I love how much that you guys actually take on what I say um, and try it out. I think that's what I love the most. You you try it out and then a lot of you jump into my DMs and are like, oh my gosh, this has really changed things for me. Someone the other day said that they adopted the, the high chair manners and it's been a real game changer. So guys, I'm so glad to be able to help you. Uh, what I want to talk about today is the whole transition from when you move your child from a cot to a bed. And yet again, um, you know, the success and how well that goes, it really does come down to to us. The success of our child comes down to how well we've trained them. And so I want to talk to you today about how can we make this transition as amazing and smooth as possible for your own sanity, um, but also for the sake of your little one. Because, you know, look, let's just be honest. I used to love the cot because my kid, well, two of my kids out of my three never worked out how to get out of their cot. One of them, of course, being Liam, he did work out how to get out of his cot. So he was a little bit more challenging, but I did used to love the cot because I just knew once it was bedtime, you know, they couldn't get out, they'd go to bed and that just meant downtime for me. That meant I could switch off. I could have a little bit of peace and quiet. And I remember being really nervous about putting them into a bed because all of a sudden the boundaries around them have gone. And it's when we start to see kids, you know, this they get this new freedom and it can be a really testing time. So I want to give you guys some, some strategies today on how to make it a really great Uh, transition for you and for your little ones. So um, also you can use these strategies to, if you like me, have a toddler who climbs out of their cot. So I would say don't let them climb out of their cot unless you have said that they can get out. So if you've got a cot climber, um, then you can adopt these strategies as well. Um, In fact, I would say definitely get a handle on that before they move into a bed. Otherwise, you're going to have even uh, more trouble. All right. So let's start off with, is there a right age? You know, is there a a good age? And I I would say, look, not really. You really just need to pick um, a time that's right for you. You know, when you feel like your child is ready. Um, 
for me, look, to be honest, we didn't have a lot of money and I never really kind of considered buying two cots. And so for my kids, it was like when I was pregnant and about to have another one, that meant the other child had to leave the cot because the cot was for the new baby. So for me, it was because another baby was coming. So it was like, out you go, next child in. Now, if you do want a rough guide, and my kids did fit this age, by the way, because of the age gap between my kids. But if you do want a good rough guide, I would say anything from about maybe 18 months to 24 months works really well. Um, but within that time frame, you really need to be sure that your child is ready for that transition, okay? Um, because it is a new freedom. So it is a big deal, right? It's a big deal for us as well as our little ones. I think for us, especially mums, because suddenly we realize our baby is growing up and this is a milestone in their little lives and it's a milestone in our lives and they look so tiny and vulnerable in their big beds and they look so sweet and they look so innocent. Uh, But, you know, transitioning them to be a big bed, it can be an utter delight or it can also be our worst nightmare because they can get in and out of bed much more easily and for any reason that they want. So, We as parents need to get some ground rules going before and also during this transition, okay? So what can we do before we put them in their big bed? So this would probably be your biggest indicator as to whether or not your child is ready. And that is, I would say that night training in a big bed actually begins in the day. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you do not require any compliance or obedience during the day in any situation when it comes to your child, then how can we suddenly expect obedience and compliance at night? Okay, so if they're not going to obey our instructions during the day, how are they going to obey our instructions during the night? Instructions like to stay in bed or or to stay in their bed in the daytime during nap time. So what this comes down to is a child are they trained in obedience? A child who is trained in obedience, and you guys know I'm really big on first-time obedience, and I always say to you, go back to my first three parenthood episodes. I'm actually laughing right now because I can hear Cameron going, no, and I keep thinking he's calling me, but we're actually training our puppy right now. (laughs) I think training a child's easier, guys, than a puppy, Um, but a child trained in obedience is going to cope much better with this transition, okay? So I would say the first sign of readiness would be how obedient is your child to you when it comes to obeying you in other things during the day, because the more obedient they are, the greater success you're going to have with transitioning them from a cot to a bed. And why is this? The reason is you're giving them a freedom. Remember, I've talked to you before about not giving them a freedom before they're ready. Like, okay, guys, please hear me. I am not comparing a dog to a a, a puppy to a child, right? But I will compare the training, right? Like I'm finding it so similar. I've got a pen, for my puppy. And I am literally, guys, you're going to laugh your head off. I have got a schedule for my puppy 
like I used to have for my kids. We have wake time, play time, and I give my puppy boundaries during the day by putting her in her pen. And when she's in her pen, she knows she has to either play quietly or it's rest time because I can't let her run around the whole house because guess what she does? This morning, guys, I was getting ready to to go to work and I had to blow dry my hair and everyone else was in bed and I thought she'll be okay she's got her toys next thing I come out and I'm like where is she I go into the dining room and she's dug up all of the dirt in my massive big seven eight foot fiddle leaf plant I'm like are you kidding me I had to stop I had to and I couldn't tell her off right do you know what I'd done She thought that was a toy. She doesn't know the difference right now between a toy that I give her and and, and a pot plant. She's not being naughty. She just, I gave her a freedom that was too much for her. So I thought, okay, note to self, when I blow dry my hair, the whole house, you, did you hear her bark? She's so cute. The whole house is too much of a freedom for her. Okay. So please, I'm not comparing puppies and children, but what I am saying is we can't give our children a freedom they're not ready for. Being in a big bed is a freedom. And one of the signs of readiness is obedience. Okay. That is going to be your best friend when it comes to training them to be in a big bed. So this transition is going to actually be a great test of your parenting and a great test of your child's uh, ability to obey. Have they learned first-time obedience? Because when you give your child the freedom of a big bed, guess what is going to keep them there? One thing, your word. Your word is the only thing that is going to keep them in their bed. But if they have not learned to respect and obey your word, then they're not going to stay in their bed. There is one thing that stands between you and your child's obedience, and that is their respect and their ability to obey your word. So I know parents who do this whole cot to bed transition, and I see parents really struggle with this because all of a sudden their child realizes that they can get out of bed anytime and it's super easy. There's no climbing involved. They can just swing their little legs over and off they go. So some parents, they try things like they shut the bedroom door and they hope that because their child can't reach the bedroom handle of a door handle, that they'll just wander back into their bed. Or I see other parents who literally spend all night putting their child back into their bed because they keep getting out. Guys, that is exhausting. It's exhausting for you and it's exhausting for your child. So what we need to do before we put them in a big bed is work on first-time obedience, alrighty? Now, when it does come time then and you decide you're going to make the transition, we need to give our kids, so that was pre pre right? What to do pre before you put them in a big bed. Once you decide that's it, we're going to put them in a big bed. You need to give them really clear instructions. You know how I've talked to you before about expectations and always being very clear in what your expectations are. It's exactly the same with putting them in a bed. So let them know what the nighttime routine is. So I would say, can you hear my puppy barking? She's found her voice. Sorry guys, I'm going to keep going despite her barking. So set the expectations verbally and let them know what the routine is. So we're going to have a little drink, then we're going to go to the toilet, um, then mummy's going to read you a story and have prayers, and then it's sleep time. And mummy and daddy expect you to stay in your bed. 
Okay, so you be very clear that that's what you expect. Now, they're already going to know your nighttime routine, right? Your nighttime routine doesn't change, but you let them know very clearly, mommy and daddy expect you to stay in bed. Now, I, I really had to kind of think back about what we did if our kids disobeyed us, but to be honest, our kids did this transition so well, and we rarely had any issues at all with this transition. And I think um, the reason is they were really good at their first time obedience. The only one we did have trouble with, oh, guess who? Poor Liam. You guys hear his name all the time. We did have a bit of trouble with Liam when I was pregnant with Ashton, but I'll tell you about that at the end. But if our kids did come out of bed, which was really, really rare, we would just walk them back, remind them of the expectation, um, and then pop them back in bed. And we really didn't have any trouble because they were used to that obedience during the day. Now, of course, there are going to be exceptions, right? And our kids knew that. Even though they knew that we had the expectation for them to stay in bed, they knew if they really, really had to go to the bathroom or if they had a dream or if they felt sick, of course they would come out and we would never tell them off for any of those things, okay? And there are those moments, but those moments are the exceptions, not the rule. You will start to work it out if you think, my child doesn't really need to go to the bathroom five times. They're just using that as an excuse. So you can work it out because you're, you know, you get the vibe pretty quick from your kids. Um, But the other thing is there's, there's two ends of the stick here. It's not just when we put them to bed, but we also would tell them what to do in the morning. So they were not allowed out of bed without permission. And this is just at first, okay? You don't need to do this for a long, long time, but We would teach our kids that in the morning, they weren't to get out of bed unless they asked permission. So at nighttime, we expected them to stay in bed. And then in the morning, um, we would say to them, you need to call out and just come up with a little phrase of your own. So for us, I remember when Georgia went to a big bed and the first morning she came out to me, Like I didn't give her these instructions the night before because she wouldn't remember. The night before I just said to her, mommy expects you to stay in bed. And she was so obedient, she did. Next morning, she came to me really early. It might've been five or 5.30. And so I said to her, "Um, it's not time to get up yet. And so I walked her back to her bed and I said to her, when you wake up, you need to ask mommy if you can get out. You need to say, mommy, I'm awake now. And so that's what I taught her to say, mommy, I'm awake next. She was so cute. She didn't say I'm, I am. She used to say I'm, I am. And I'd hear this cute little voice going, mommy, I'm awake now. And so that was her asking permission. If it was too early, I would say to her, it's not time yet. Um, So um, I would then say to her, it's not time yet. Mummy will let you know. And again, she was so obedient. She would just wait. She would just either fall back to sleep or she would just wait in her bed until I would say, okay, I'd go in and say, okay, now it's time to get up. So basically you both ends at night, you say to them, mummy and daddy expect you to stay in bed. And then in the morning you say to them, you need to tell mummy, you don't get out your bed, call from your bed and say, and whatever the phrase is that you make up. Okay. So for us, it was mum, I'm awake. And so they had to get that permission. All right. So what, what that means is letting them or getting them to have this verbal access to you. It actually helps keep them in their bed because they know that they're going to get an answer. And so it's really, really helpful. 
So the other thing I would do is I would leave books by their bed. And so I would say to Georgia that if you wake up early and you can't go back to sleep, you may read your books quietly in bed. So, but I still expected her to stay in bed. She wasn't allowed to get out and play. Now guys, I wasn't being unreasonable. Like you don't make your child stay in there. Like they wake up at five and you make them stay in there till 7.30 or eight o'clock so you can have a sleep in. Okay. I would just stretch it out. So she woke up at five or five 30. I would stretch it out to six or six 30. Um, my aim was always to have my kids in bed until seven in the morning. I would work on that slowly. So I might at first get up at six o'clock, then it would be six 30 and then seven. Does that make sense? So you just help them stretch it out. Uh, they knew not to get out of bed because they had to ask permission. If they couldn't go back to sleep, they had their books. But I would find that over time, they actually would start sleeping later and later. So it's all about training. So going into a big bed is super exciting. So, you know, include them in the excitement, make a big deal, celebrate, let them choose their bedding and things like that. So what do you do if your child doesn't stay in bed? So what I would do if my child is not staying in bed at night, I would take note of how obedient they are to your word in other instances during the day. And then I would work on both. I would work on their first time obedience in the day. And at the same time, work on the consistency at night. It's all about consistency. So you will find that as they get better at obeying you during the day, if you want to know how to do that, go back to the first three parenting episodes. Um, So definitely do that. But then at night, like I said, be very clear in your expectation. If they get out of bed, what I would do is I would consistently walk my child back to bed. Like don't reward them. I know they're cute and you might be like, oh, let's sit up and watch some telly or whatever. No, be really consistent. So very calmly and very quietly with minimal interaction, minimal eye contact, I would just take their hand, walk them quietly back to their bed. And I would say again, mommy said it's bedtime and I expect you to stay in your bed. Night, night. And then I would walk out. Now, if that keeps happening, just keep doing that. Guys, you might have to, you know, if it takes 50 times over a few nights, you might have to do that. But short-term pain, long-term gain. And again, if that happens, I would say there's a pretty strong possibility that you haven't taught them first-time obedience during the day. So work on that, all right? The other thing you can do is try a reward system as well. A lot of kids love being motivated by that. So for each night that they stay in bed without getting out, you might, um, you know, whatever your reward might be, it might be a um, a coin in a jar or a star on a chart, whatever. And then don't make the reward too long. Like don't go, oh, if you can stay in bed for seven whole days, like maybe at first say, if you can go, if stay in bed every night for three nights, like just make it a, a short term. Um, because they're only little. And then at the end of three days, you go, you're going to get a special treat and take them shopping and they can choose something, whatever it is. Then stretch it out and go, if you can stay in bed for five nights and you can count five nights, etc. All right. So let me end off by giving you five top tips um, just to help you. Let me just go over some of those things again. So number one, don't transition too soon. Okay. So really pick your transition time. So like I said, success seems to happen more when they're that little bit older and when they've learned obedience. Okay. Number two, 
I probably didn't say this before, but make sure they've got a solid established sleep routine already. Okay. If your kid's sleep time is all over the place already, you're not going to have a good time when they go into a big bed. They're just going to, they're not going to know whether they're Arthur or Martha. They're going to be getting in, getting out, getting up, getting down. So a child who's got and a solid established sleep routine are much more likely to be settled and just go to sleep because they're used to going to sleep at those times. Number three, make sure they feel secure. Okay, so my kids loved being really tucked in tight. We would put toys, soft toys up both sides of the bed. They really love that. So make sure they're secure and feel safe. Number four, use lots of positive reinforcement. I mean, other than the rewards, we would say to our kids, oh my goodness, you are a big girl like mommy sleeping in a big bed or a big boy like daddy sleeping in a big bed and you stayed in bed. Oh my goodness. They really love that whole positive reinforcement. And number five, work on daytime obedience for their nighttime success. So I will end with telling you the story of what happened with Liam. He was my most stubborn child uh, when he was little, most difficult. So he had been in a big bed for, you know, a little while, probably not a hugely long time. And he was pretty good at staying in his bed. But uh, towards the end of my pregnancy with Ashton, I wasn't far off having him. Um, He would absolutely insist that he wanted to sleep in bed with mummy and daddy. And look, it could be because he could have sensed that there was a new baby coming. And so we were kind of patient with him at first. And I remember hearing the pitter-patter, pitter-patter of his footsteps coming up to our room. And we were in bed by then. It was probably like midnight that he would wake up and come into our room. He'd be like, I want to sleep in mummy's bed. And so Cameron used to get up because I was heavily pregnant and exhausted And he would say, no, you need to go back to your bed. And he would throw the biggest temper tantrum. And he did this night after night. Um, And I was really exhausted. So Cameron was really good at dealing with it. And again, Cameron was just very firm and would keep walking him back to his bed and we didn't give in. We didn't give in even once. And even though some people might go, oh, but he sensed a new baby was coming, he was feeling insecure. It's like, yeah, I get that. And we were very patient at first, but we were also very clear in our expectations that, buddy, you cannot come sleep in mommy and daddy's bed. Mummy is very tired. You need to be in your bed. And so Cameron had to discipline him. Um, and so whatever form of discipline that you might use, um, you know, if it gets to that point, then that's what you might have to do because he was extremely strong-willed. Um, but again, it's that whole, we're the mum and dad, we're the boss, we know what's best for you and this is what you need to do. And so Cameron was very, very consistent. And, um, if Liam was persistent, we were consistent. There you go. That's a good one. (laughs) Your child might be persistent. you be more consistent. And then eventually he was really good. Uh, It didn't take too long. I mean, it feels like forever at the time, right? It feels like forever when you're really tired. Um, But that consistency is really worth it. It would have been a lot easier just to let him sleep in our bed because we wouldn't have had to deal with tantrums and being woken up at midnight and exhausted. But guys, like I say, short-term pain, long-term gain. And Cameron was really good at getting up and consistently walking him back until he realized that he was not going to get his way. 
So there you go, guys. There is a little bit of advice on cot to bed transition. You've got this. You guys are incredible. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to being with you on Wednesday for, guys, Stranger Things. We are diving into the new age and people are loving it. So come and uh, have a listen to those. Otherwise, I will be back with you next Friday. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye.